Welcome to The Property Wolf, a podcast that delivers news, insights, and practical how-to tips for investors in the South African property market. Here is your host, Kat Wolf. As a professional in the property industry, I kind of feel like COVID-19 has barely fluffed me into the Great Lakes. And after a few days of feeling like I'm drowning, I've sort of kind of started to learn how to swim again. I thought I'd bring you Silna Stain, was the drafting attorney on the TPN Rental Recovery Pack. The term force majeure or act of God has seen a lot of press in the last week. I think a lot of us have felt like it could be either a hell card or a get out of jail free card. <laughs> but uh, as with anything in um, the legal fraternity, the answer is it depends. So I got Silna Stain to take us through what this term really means, both for landlords and tenants. Enjoy. So I welcome back Silna Stain, who is the founding partner at, uh, and managing director of SSLR Attorneys, also the um, drafting attorney on uh, for Tenant Profile Network's documents, residential documents. Silna, welcome back. Thank you for joining us again in our special COVID-19 edition of The Property Wolf. <laughs> I want oh, to- thank you. <laughs> I want to um, talk a little bit today about force majeure. It is a concept that um, I, I've been asked about several times in the last week. Um, it, it is not a, um, a, a clause that I have seen very often at all in a commercial context, but all of a sudden everybody knows about force majeure and, is, uh, and, and thinks that this is a fantastic way that they can get out of their lease agreements. So please, can you tell us what this is and uh, and, and whether it does mean doom and gloom for all landlords around the country. Ooh, uh, that, this is my favorite conversation right now. <laughs> so people call me about everything and anything. And, and it's weird. The questions I deal with go through waves. Like I got this wave of, oh, can we move at month's end? Can I move my new tenants in? Then I had this wave of, how do we do inspections? I'm like, dude, the answer is easy. Nobody's moving, so nobody's inspecting. So, <laughs> so it goes through waves, and I am actually on quite a bit of a, a force majeure or vis mild wave. So there's a lot of opinions and a lot of arguments, and I've read quite a lot of them around force majeure, vis mild, whatever you prefer to call it. Let's just start by what, what, what is it? Let, let's tell people what this is because the vast majority of people have no idea what we're talking about. Exactly. So force majeure as well as vis mild, is this, it's pretty much the same thing. It is an event that is out of control of human beings. So it's also known as an act of God. So I don't like to use the term act of God. I don't like to use the term vismayor and I don't like to use the term force majeure because nobody understands what on earth we are saying. That's lawyer things. What I like to use is I like to actually explain um, what it is. So what if a vismayor situation is, is a natural disaster or an incident that is beyond the control of the parties. That is what Vismayor is, and that is what force majeure is. I will never personally use Latin 
in any contract that I draft, I'm allergic to Latin, um, simply because I don't think people understand what they are reading. So they're reading like, uh, in this situation of force majeure, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, force majeure. And then when it becomes a problem, you're like, what did I sign? Like, I have no idea. Yes, let's speak English. We all speak English. <laughs> let's stick to one language. So what the argument is that's happening now is a lot of people are saying that because it this is an act of God, so bear with me, this is a legal term, act of God. Act of God means something that is out of control of people. So every time I use the term act of God, there's a lot of people that says, oh, this was not God's doing. And I'm like, dude, I'm not critiquing God. This is a legal term. <laughs> so, um, I also believe this wasn't, you know, any wrongdoing on God's side here. This is a virus. So religious preferences aside. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So this is out of the control this is out of our control this is beyond control of any world organization even and i don't want to scare you now but trust me it is out of control out of um what we can do how it affects the economy how it affects us we can't do anything about that which is um at the same time scary but at the same time cool to know where we stand so what the argument is is while we are in lockdown, we are in lockdown because of an event that is out of our control. Let's use the term as a result of this mild or force majeure. Because we are in this incident, especially commercial um, tenants can't use their properties. So now there's an argument that says, <clears throat> if you can't use the property, you, will not, you do not have to pay for that. So my problem with that is, as a commercial tenant myself, I am here, this is my office. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Uh, this is my office, and it's been my office now for the past two weeks, and it's going to be my office for who know how long. This is my home. I'm sitting at my dining room table, which is fabulous to be at. But my office that I am renting from... I'll even say the name Grove Point because it's one of my, my biggest clients and my favorite clients. Um, so I'm renting my offices from Grove Point. There are 408 squares sitting there that I have to pay for, but I can't use. But guys, I am using it. Lockdown doesn't mean go fetch your stuff in your office and bring it home. I am still in occupation of that premises. The fact that I'm not there with my feet and my team is not there with me means that my stuff is still there. Desks are there, everything. I am still in occupation. I have the key to the front door. So the fact that I can't use it for business purposes doesn't mean that I'm not using the premises. I am still in occupation. So I must still pay my rent. If it is in a situation where the lease agreement specifically says that no act of God, no vis mayo, no force majeure, will, uh, will be something that the parties can be held liable against each other. That is a whole other thing. Because now the contract says, if there is an event that makes performance impossible, the parties can't hold each other liable. Fabulous. I hear that. Except performance isn't impossible. 
because the landlord's obligation is to provide occupation. He is doing that. You are in occupation. Though you're not there with your feet, your stuff is there. So impossibility of performance on the landlord's side doesn't exist. Tenants, impossibility. There's no obligation on a tenant to only pay rent when he is actually in his office. I mean, I've been on vacation and I still pay rent at my office. It's not the way it works. So there is, there is nothing that makes performance from either party impossible. The lease agreement might direct you differently. For instance, I will read um, the section dealing with this in the TPN's residential lease pack. So I'm the drafting attorney of this lease agreement, and this is the lease agreement that the majority of residential landlords and tenants use in the country. So clause 20.2 of the TPN residential lease pack lease says, should either party suffer any loss as a result of a natural disaster or any other incident beyond the control of, other, of the other party, and is hereby agreed that such party will in no way be entitled to claim for damages as a result of such incident. So what we are saying, and this is what most lease agreements does, we are saying if one of the parties suffered damages because of a vismile or force majeure incident or situation, the parties can't hold each other liable. So where these clauses come in very handy is, for instance, the drought in Cape Town, where there is an obligation on a tenant to keep the garden watered, to keep the pool full, all those things. Remember when we thought the drought in Cape Town is the biggest thing that he does? <laughs> oh, we were young and stupid. Yeah, like the times we should appreciate the problems we have for what they are. <laughs> but the drought is a very good example of a vismile situation. Drought is obviously also an act of God. And a, a very important thing, the tenant now really can't perform. He can't fill the pool because there isn't water to fill the pool with. Okay, cool. Now, the vismile clauses says parties can't hold each other liable. COVID-19 also. But, but sorry, before you do that, it doesn't mean you can cancel the lease. It just means you no longer have to water the garden or fill the pool. Exactly. You just can't perform in terms of that particular provision of the contract. Okay. So as long as performance becomes impossible as a result of an act of God, the parties can't hold each other liable. Okay, but COVID-19, where is the impossibility in performance? Mm. And yeah, that doesn't exist. <laughs> Historical question that long, I'm sorry. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that makes performance impossible. Okay. All right. Well, that's that then. <laughs> that's that then. So it's a, it's a scary thing, but I want to urge everybody to go have a look at your agreement. What happens is you are flooded with articles and information and stuff, which is standard rules right now or standard implementations or uh, interpretations. But go have a look at your own lease agreement. Go read what it says about the liability of the parties. Go read what it says about impossibility of performance. Read what it says about force majeure, vismile, or anything similar to that. Understand your own contract. 
But there is nothing in law that allows you to not pay rent because of COVID-19. What it does is it does force you to open a conversation with your landlord in this regard and say, Mr. Landlord, I am a commercial tenant. I'm getting absolutely no income. I can't pay my rent. Can you please help me? If the landlord can't or the tenant can't pay, they have to find a solution. The only thing at the end of that, if the parties can't agree, is the normal remedies we have in law, which is cancellation and eviction or or, um, placing a party on terms and going for specific performance, compelling performance in terms of the agreement. That's the only options we have, but our courts are closed for these matters right now. So as much as those are the remedies we have, that's exactly it. So you can't move, you can't approach a court. So now is the time to be a bit, ease up a little in negotiations so we can try and help each other as far as we can. Now is not the time for strict enforcement of the law. Now is the time to be a human. And both landlords and tenants are suffering at this very moment. And we need to be kind to each other. The, I've, I've heard quite a number of tenants saying, but if my landlord is getting a bond repayment holiday, why should I still be paying my rent? Um, guys, because the landlord is still paying interest and bank charges, and he's going to pay now for a longer period of time than initially anticipated. So. The fact that he doesn't have to incur the cash flow expense right now doesn't mean he's not incurring the costs. Um, so it's very important to know and be aware of this. So Vismaya clauses are handy, but it's not a catch-all blanket that says nobody has to pay rent. And I also just want to add to that that um, there's very few municipalities that have laxed uh, the payments of rates and taxes. And even if they have, it's just deferring them. It's not um, it's not making them not payable for these couple of months. So and operating costs. There's still security companies and um, that that are operating and must be operating. Um, and there's contracts with other companies that landlords are still um, liable to pay. So landlords still have expenses. It's not that um, that they're getting off at, at all. We, we as, as you've said in previous conversations that we've had, we need to be acting in the spirits of Ubuntu to help each other and recognize that we all have expenses that we're all trying to meet. And, um, and how do we re- be reasonable to each other in this time? Yes, exactly that. Silna, I, I, I know that you've um, made a very generous offer um, to help out uh, landlords and, and tenants during this time. Please please give us some more information of how we can utilize your services. Oh, yes, of course. Um, so what, what I've decided, since we are all working remotely and we're not as busy as we used to be because we don't have to go to court right now, <laughs> listen to that, we don't have to. We can't. Okay, so we can't go to court, so we're hanging out and drafting um, as far as we can. But I've decided that the industry is in desperate need of real legal answers. So what we've decided as SSLR, we've made all our attorneys available to the entire property industry free of charge for advice. Unfortunately, not drafting, and then we're going to run out of capacity. But for a Zoom meeting or a telephone conversation or an email, we are happy to guide the industry through this first month in um, free of charge 
until the 7th of April. Uh, we believe by then everybody should be comfortable with, with where they are. So please feel free um, to contact us. You can have a look at our Facebook page, um, SSLR Incorporated. Uh, we do have uh, all the information there. And you are welcome to contact us through our website. And we are happy to advise you and guide you through this time uh, free of charge. And your website is? www.sslr.co.za. Awesome, Silna. Thank you. I think that's a really generous position to give back to the industry and die in need of some help right now. And um, and I, I know that people are very grateful for that advice. So thank you. Make use of it. You've got a little bit less than a week left to go. And uh, I'll make sure that this recording gets out as soon as possible. So so you've got as close to that week to uh, to to utilize those services um and then if if you guys have got any questions that you want to um that you want uh, silna and i to cover um just pop me a mail at cat at propertywolf.co.za and um, i will i'll get silna back on the line and let's see if we can make as much information available to the public as possible so that's cat with a k and wolf with two o's Thank you, Silna. It's always amazing to have you. I appreciate your time as always, and we will chat again soon. Stay safe. Uh, thank you, Kat. You too. Thank you for listening to the Property Wolf podcast. We don't bite hard. So if you'd like us to cover a specific property-related subject, drop us a line on cat at propertywolf.co.za. That's cat with a K and wolf with two O's.